following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have the founder of TsunamiFaithful.com, Paul Scribble, and your wonderful data monkey, Colt Burr, and bringing up the rear, Adult Swim Stream correspondent, Bruce Jr. You just love that title, don't you? I, I have a title. May as well get it. <laughs> We're recording during Fish Saturday. I'm multitasking. I mean, I mean, if we really want to give you a title... I mean, a better one would be does everything on Toonami Digital Arsenal. Not everything. <laughs> Seems like it's it's it's, it's <laughs> lacking in it's lacking in the update department because I'm just lazy, lazy, tired, lazy, tired. Got other Working projects too much. going on. All the yeah. above stuff. Life. All the above. Video games. Speaking <laughs> of stuff, things going on uh, five years Yay. five years tsunamifaithful.com as we're recording this podcast yeah I don't know where that went <laughs> I have no me freaking either I, <laughs> I just stopped years. worrying about it so I uh, thank all of you guys for listening to this podcast the podcast doesn't turn five years old until next month but um, thank you guys for following us and continuing to follow us and retweet us and whatnot and all that good stuff. So thank you guys. And hopefully we'll be doing this for however long the walk's on. Five oh, yeah. more years. Five, five more years. <laughs> uh, let's, let's find obviously, out. Obviously, thank you to all the people that are on here. Sketch and Colt and Caboose and... Uh, Jose, of course, for helping form the site in the in the early days. Uh, Darrell, Jim, Matt for helping at New York Comic Con. Uh, of course, CJ. Probably the best decision I ever made was to bring him on. Um, I thought the best decision you ever made was to bring Darrell on. That too. <laughs> and don't well, that was the Jen. first one. What? Well, we're giving credit to everybody. Don't forget Jen. Sure, Jen. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, oh. I'm kidding. Did I forget anybody? I don't think I forgot anybody. But well, I, I think that's yeah. that's most of. Oh, Will, you, you obviously should thank yeah, Will, Will for the website. Oh yes. So All thank the you guys. In the background who usually don't get noticed. Mm-hmm. Anime savior, of course, too. Yeah. Um, so thank yeah. all of you guys and. Uh, we really need to put like a freaking like company list of everyone who actually does stuff on the site at this point. Yeah, I, I uh, it, that was it. I'm working on it. It was it was something as part of the test site, and then when the template decided to go <laughs> when we went it live, we went well. That's not coming over. <laughs> okay. So I got to redo the whole thing. So that's gonna be a fun adventure. Um, mm-hmm. 
Let me put it to you this way. If you want to be part of that list, you need to send me a picture. Okay. Whatever you want to. Uh, I keep forgetting to do that. Yes, you do. Yes, you do, <laughs> Sketch, especially you. I can you. just send you my Do I still have that old LinkedIn profile? Well, not I... right now. Not right now. I'm not ready for it right now. <laughs> I'll okay. let you know. We have a lot to cover in a limited amount of time. Yes, yes, we do. So uh, just thank you guys. Thank you guys for being a part of the site and helping us and Hopefully we will be doing this for a long time because I enjoy it and so does everybody else because, well, we wouldn't be doing it if we didn't, so. All right. It's here. It finally happened. The finale of Samurai Jack. If the first episode was known as the beginning, I suppose this one should be called the end. Yes. The journey comes to an end after 17 years. And we'll share our thoughts after the recap of Samurai Jack, Chapter 101. Long ago in a distant land, I, Aku, the shape-shifting master of darkness, unleashed an unspeakable evil. But a foolish samurai warrior wielding a magic sword stepped forth to oppose me. Before the final blow was struck, I tore open a portal in time and flung him into the future, where my evil is law. Now the fool seeks to return to the past and undo the future that is Aku. Not because after all these years, I have captured Samurai Jack and the sword! <laughs> In the previous episode of Samurai Jack, Jack was captured by Aku. Well, rather, he had to give up his sword because he refused to kill Ashi, and it looks like Aku won. But it seems Aku didn't want to kill Jack, you know, just there. He wanted an audience. So, all around the world, everyone is watching. Many of Jack's old friends are seen, and they're seeing Jack helpless before Aku, his sword taken from him. And at this point, Aku doesn't really know what he wants to do to kill Jack. It's been so long, he doesn't really know what he wants to do to kill him. So finally he decides, oh, I'll have Ashi kill him. Because that's the best, right? Before she manages to do that, a host of Jack's friends from his many journeys appear and destroy Aku's lair. Or blow the top off it, at least. And among them are the blue gorillas that jump good, the archers riding the woolies, the ravers, the triceroquins, the underwater guys, one of the old dog miners, the 300 Spartans, some robots in a robo-samurai, and eventually the Scotsman and his many daughters. So they break Jack free in all of this commotion, or more or less, they blow off the top and Jack can get out at that point. But Jack still has to fend off Ashi until more of them kind of enter the base, and Aku is fighting all of this wonderful army Full of nostalgia. (laughs) (laughs) 
And he's creating a small army himself to combat them. And Jack is trying to deal with Ashi, trying to reach her however he can. But it doesn't seem like anything's working. And then Jack and the Scotsman have a nice little reunion. And that's nice. <laughs> and the Scotsman tells Jack, these are my daughters. Which one you want? But Jack's like, oh, I can't do that. And the Scotsman is pissed. He can't believe what Jack just told him. But Jack's like, no, 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 it's not like that. I met someone. And I love this exchange. Because he's like, oh, who? And you look over at the Scotsman daughters fighting Ashi in her Aku form. And Jack's like, uh, her. I don't think she's your type, lad. <laughs> Classic. And then Jack is, like, kind of absorbed into the Ashi-Aku thing. <laughs> and at that point, he can kind of really reach out to her. Because we're seeing Ashi's inner struggle every now and then during this battle. And finally he gets through to her by saying he loves her. Aww. Finally! So she breaks free of Aku's control right before Jack is killed. And then she realizes... She has all of Aku's powers and can control them. So she gets the sword back to Jack and creates a time portal. And at which point Aku goes, oh no. And they hold hands as they travel back through time, finally going back to the past. Yay. Flash back to the past and Jack is just about to slay Aku as we saw in the first episode of Samurai Jack, and Aku whisks him away. And shortly thereafter, Jack reappears with Ashi, and Aku's like, you're back already! And then it finally happens. Jack slays Aku. Awesome! We flash forward a little bit, and we see all of Jack's old trainers, which is nice, and we see that Jack and Ashi are to be wed. And we get to the wedding, and Jack's looking very happy as Ashi's walking down the aisle, when suddenly she collapses, And it dawns on her at this point, because Aku doesn't exist anymore, she would never have been born. So, she kind of just disappears in his arms. Sucky. And then sometime after that, we see Jack wandering in his sorrow. Once again, the aimless warrior with, you know, no real reason to continue. And he sits, and it's kind of a dreary scene. And a ladybug lands on his finger. And he looks at it, and for that moment, he remembers the beauty of the world. And he finds some peace. And the grim scene that we saw before changes, so now it's colorful and beautiful and we end. Dang. Mm -hmm. What oh, a yeah. finale. Shit, that was awesome. Yes, yes. It was, uh, it was a good episode. I actually watched it again today. Mind you, it was at work, but shh, nobody needs to know about that. <laughs> well, if they don't listen to this, they won't, but hopefully they exactly. don't listen to this. When I first watched it, I, I kind of went, this is way too rushed. This episode was way too rushed. Mm. After seeing it the second time, I went, okay, it's not rushed until after Aku dies. Then it's like, let me just cram this down your throat. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm not that surprised, really. I mean, it's, no, I, I thought not. he was going to do a whole two extra, two to three extra episodes just dedicated to them getting married. It was just like, it's the end. We're just going to get to the point. But I, I have to say, like, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I, I enjoyed the whole, the whole season, to be honest with you. I, I, I think it was well paced up until obviously the, that, that one last part where they're getting married. Um, and I don't know. I, I just feel like what they could have done. Like, I, I don't want them to, like, extend kind of the wedding, but I think it would have been a little bit nicer to kind of get a little bit more reasoning to why Ashi was still around if Aku was dead. Oh, I could explain that on multiple. Yeah, I know you're going to explain that in about a minute, but one of the <laughs> things, like, what really kind of got to me, too, after thinking about it for a little bit was she... Well, first of all, like, after Aku dies, which... By the way, that was surprised to me. I thought like he couldn't technically kill him with the sword. I thought that that was. I don't think he actually died. I think they're alluding to the fact that he was severely crippled, like what happened with his father. But they don't necessarily state whether or not he was truly dead. Right. So that's going to be kind of a little bit of a mystery that we're up. We'll have to ponder. But it it basically looks like he's dead. Like they just he just destroyed him with the sword. Um. So that was kind of a surprise. Um, but also kind of like all, all that happened with Ashi was, oh, I feel, I felt Aku leave me. Okay. <laughs> so that's it. Oh, okay. And then fast forward to how much, whatever time, like maybe a day or two later and they're getting married and now all of a sudden she disappears, which by the way, I don't think if, if we're talking about time problems, I think the fact that her mother who had her isn't alive would be even more of a point than just Aku because alive. <laughs> well, no, that's what I'm saying. The so mother, the mother, right. But the mother's not, the, I mean, that was in the future. The mother who gave birth to her, mm-hmm. obviously, obviously, you know, was, it wasn't born. Well, I mean, she wasn't, you get where I'm going with this. Like she wasn't, she, the reason why they were born in the first place was because they worshiped Aku. Then we find out that Aku gives them stuff, whatever that would be. His blood, um, whatever, I, a part of Aku. Essence. His of Aku. essence. <laughs> yeah. New fragrance for women. Essence of Aku. I smell me. Extra thick. <laughs> I love that Greg Baldwin did that. I know. No parting gift. Extra thick. <laughs> oh, that meme is alive. <clears throat> It'll stay alive. Well, before Colt really gets into the time paradox of this, uh, what did you think, Caboose? Maybe. Um, well, I. It, it, it felt kind of. Yeah, I will say it was felt a little bit rushed, but it it had. Mm-hmm. A little tiny bit, um, like at the end, whenever you know she, she breaks out. Ah, uh, she breaks out, and she realizes, oh, I have Aku's powers. What? Wait, what? Yeah, that all seemed really. Convenient. And then, and then it's suddenly, oh, we can just go back in the past now. Oh, really? Okay, that's N- not gonna kill him in the future first. <laughs> well, I guess it doesn't we... matter. Well, I mean, yeah. 
I mean, why bother? So they just go back into the past. And I, I do love how, like, whenever Aku was doing his broadcast, it was a shot-for-shot intro of the original opening. That was great. That, that was, was a just... brilliant thing to do. Mm-hmm. That was, I was so happy when they did that, but it also shows, like, the big difference between how Mako voiced and how Greg voices it, because you can tell that uh-huh. there's a big difference. I mean, not saying Greg did a bad job, but it's just like right in that one moment, it's just like, wow, you can really tell the difference. And, you know, that's okay. Um, I thought I thought it was a great homage to uh, Mako. And, but yeah, like at the very end, um, you know, Ashi dies. I'm like, we were just talking about Gurren Lagann, and yep. suddenly it's essentially like a Gurren Lagann slash Steins Gate BS going on right there. So, yeah, whatever. It, it, it I thought the ending was fine. <laughs> yeah, I, as soon as that happened, I was like, Jack just got Simone. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but at least he... Like, but at least Jack it, it, it emoted more than Simone did. Simone just kind of stood there and was like, oh yeah, I knew this was going to happen. What? We knew this was going to happen. It's okay. Here, take the keys. I'm out. Gosh, that ending. Oh, mm-hmm. freaking fantastic final battle. Terrible. Terrible epilogue. And then Simone becomes epic hobo guy. Hey, and so does Jack. <laughs> Uh, I don't think anybody necessarily saw Gurren Lagann that worked on this show, but maybe. <laughs> it's probably just... Either way. Possibility. I don't see why not. I maybe. mean, Gurren Lagann's a great show and people should watch it, so... It is. I mean, it was on the network. <laughs> yes, it was. It was on Toonami. So, my opinion is... I love the the great battle and, you know... I would have liked a bit more of one-on-one Jack fighting Aku, because I suppose there have been other episodes where you had a really long fight with Aku, but come on, this is the finale. Let's let's not rush this. Yeah, the, I, I didn't as, as Caboose said, as soon as she realized that she had the powers, it was like, whoosh, and then they're gone, and then I'm like, oh, okay, so we're doing this, all right. I honestly, I was not 100% sure that they were ever going to get back to the past. <laughs> so, I would assume if they me. hadn't done that, there would have been a lot of pissed off fans. So, wait a minute. Wait I, a mean, minute. I, I mean, maybe. So, question. Um, did Ashi ever say that she loved Jack? Nope. I would. Yeah. It, it was assumed at that point, I would say. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right, but like, maybe maybe I'm just maybe maybe this is stupid of me to say, but shouldn't she have instead of saying like, oh, if it wasn't for Elku, blah 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 blah, and then disappeared? Wouldn't it be better like, I love you, <laughs> I love you, and then disappeared? Well, that mm. certainly would have been better, yes, because we didn't really yeah. need the explanation. I think we all knew why. <laughs> right. It's kind of spelling it out. This isn't a kid show anymore. You don't have to spell it out. Right. Uh, I could debate that in some cases, but... Oh, oh I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. 
Okay, so... I'm just debating people having common sense, not what happened. I feel like half of this episode, at least half of this episode, was rushed. And that's unfortunate. Could have been a two-parter. As I'm sure Paul agrees, it could have been a two-parter. Would have been nice if this season had, like, two, maybe three more episodes. Because the first half was really well-paced. Maybe even a bit leisurely at times. The second half, they tried to cram a little too much in a small space. And that's unfortunate, because this episode was jam-packed. I think overall, it, it's not badly paced, but it certainly could have eased back and, you know, gone more into things. Because it was mm-hmm. pretty rapid-fire. And <laughs> All right, I, I, I recall in a previous episode, I said, I don't think the Ravers are going to show up when Jack needs help. Well, I'm sorry, Ravers. I'm sorry. You did good. You did good. My apologies. I didn't know you had laser guns and flying birds, okay? I didn't know. So, thanks for stepping up. I'm sad that the... I was so hoping that the Guardian would show up with a different pair of shades. Yeah. I it guess the Guardian nice. did. He might not be, Com- but... Communist shades. Oh, <laughs> Yes, let's <laughs> keep up with the girl the gun. Yes, let's. Why? Why not? Why not? Jokes, jokes. Yeah, Please don't. Yeah. It Ashi's sudden ability to control her powers is like it's just really convenient, and uh-huh. I don't know. I I feel like the whole romantic subplot was a bit of a waste, but right. Uh, like, I don't think it necessarily made it worse. It, it just kind of gave them convenient ways to finish this. Whereas I'm sure there have been plenty of other ways for Jack to defeat Aku and go back to the past. Or maybe not go back to the past. I, I think it was likely adults from only gave him the 10 episodes and Denny had to ride it within the 10. I don't think that's necessarily the case. Because Denny's a busy guy. So I, I don't want to point fingers as to who said... You only get this much, or I only want this much. Let's let's just not assume. Yeah. And yeah, but, you know, but this, I like assuming. I, I think this it makes is done. conversation. <laughs> this, of course, it does. Cold. <laughs> I want to say overall, I'm satisfied. I you know, waited a long, mm-hmm. long time to see Jack finally kill Aku, and it was satisfying. I would have liked a little bit more time in that actual experience, but it was good. It was it was a great season, a fitting conclusion, and you know it's not a storybook ending, but it's also a pretty happy one. So that's good. I, I like that. Though part of me is like, the, like the the whole future, like all of Jack's friends. Is, one, they'll never see him again, and two, maybe they don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were all they were all aliens from different worlds, so. Oh, that's true, and Aku is largely the reason why various aliens came to, we assume, Earth. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, there's a bigger so, thing, but... Yeah. So, Cole, right. Right, Cole, I know just you get have to things it. to talk about, so... Well, first I'm going to talk about how I felt. I mean, I'm not going to bore everyone with the semantics of time travel just yet. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say I'm happy with the way it ended. I mean, even with the whole ashi disappearing factor it, i i'm not that that surprised at how it all ended i mean yeah it was a bit rushed toward the end but 
again, it's what I expected to have happen. I mean, I haven't felt that weird sense of like shock, elation, and sadness at the exact same time since I saw the end appear at the end of GT. Mm. That moment when you realize, holy shit, I've been watching this thing for 10 plus years and it's actually ended. Yeah. And so then there's it, that moment. Then it like, wasn't ended anymore. <laughs> sad, really. I wish it would have just stayed there and people would have accepted GT's canality, but whatever. Um, Yeah, sure, the romance seemed a little bit weird, but I still think they played it well. Um, Fan service was unexpected. And again, this is why I like Tartakowski. He's good at what he does, regardless. I agree. I agree. I I, I think... uh, Tartakowski takes pride in what he does. I, I just amounts of pride. I don't know. Like I, I, I kind of feel like I, I feel the same ways sketch, but I, I guess I'll go a little further with it. I, if you were going to put these two together, then why at the end did you really need to have this all happen? And why, you know, why like, and if she was going to disappear, why not just do that after you killed, you know, Aku and have like a, a different ending exactly and then (laughs) but but then like it could have been a different ending where like they're celebrating the thing and you know jack is not really into it and goes off onto his goes off into the forest again but then it ends that way perfectly good way to end it exactly i think that would have been better i think i think i just wanted to do a wedding scene i i mean i guess but I have to agree with you, Sketch. That's kind of a waste of a character. Like, if you're just, like... I get what you used her for, but, you know, at that point, now we're all sitting here going, okay, so Jack is now going to be happy with somebody, too. And then that didn't happen. So it's kind of like, why? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like... (sighs) I feel like it kind of taints the whole thing a little bit. It like, does. It, it does. It doesn't. It's not like anything that overpowers it, and I don't. I don't think that it is a bad thing. That like, like I was saying in the, in the the episode that I was on two weeks ago, like the fact that you know we never we have never seen Jack find somebody that's an equal to him, and because he's found an equal, obviously a female, this was somebody that he wanted to, you know. I, I wouldn't say get married to, but at least spend time, more time with and get to know. And mm-hmm. eventually if it was what it was, yeah, get married. So it's just, I don't know. It, it's just, it, it's kind of like, okay, so you took it to that point and then episode nine was awesome with what happened. I never could have predicted that, but then, and then, I mean, her getting Aku's powers, I mean, I'm okay with that. It made sense because she was his daughter, and she already had the the flaming eyes, so why not have the all of his powers, too? It makes sense. But it, it, I, I just, I guess the way that they framed it, it, just, it was like, okay, well, she didn't die. So, okay, so she's going to, her and Jack are going to live forever together till they die. And then all of a sudden... Oh, by the way, fuck you. You keep, that that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. There's that was stupid. 
I mean, I could explain it very shortly, but go ahead. Wait, pretty my, much my a lot immediate of his... thought is so <clears throat> Jack gets sent to the future by Aku, and then right. future Jack appears, but the events that would have happened would not have transpired because Jack killed Aku. So there's is... somewhere there's a Jack in the future that may or may not be able to get back. No, 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 no. What it is is basically a discarded timeline. Now, for those of you who are aware I'm pulling this information from, it would be the Chrono Populist Principles of Time and Dimensional Travel. This is basically 90% Chrono Trigger logic. But the basic principle is it's that since Jack goes into the future and then comes back at the exact same point in time and basically completely prevents it from ever having happened, that whole timeline is basically just ripped apart from the timeline and shunted into, into the darkness. So effectively speaking, if you look at it from like a really wide metastatic angle... Jack effect the entirety of Samurai Jack is effectively him traveling through his own personalized hell. It never existed. It never actually even remotely was. It never existed is the best way of saying it. So basically, mm. when he comes back, and this even goes so far to 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 explain the why he never ages concept, because basically, when he goes into the future, he is put into a situation where that future doesn't even exist to begin with. So this also explains the Ashi principle, which is basically the whole concept where it's like like two people or two items from the or two of the same items from different time periods shouldn't touch each other. It's Ashi violates the laws of energy and matter conservation. Now that's a large way of saying it, but one could simply just say because she was taken from a timeline that doesn't exist, she does not exist. So right. if you think about it from a really weird standpoint, Jack effectively killed all of his own friends and his lover. Completely by accident. And he remembers all of it because... Yes, because he is the only thing that could exist outside of that time frame. Because Jack is the only thing that wouldn't violate the laws of conservation. By the way, do you think Jack still doesn't age? I would assume that's probably likely going to stop, since we're never going to get an epilogue to see him in in an old man state. I would assume likely the agelessness was basically just a byproduct of, of him being trapped in what amounts to a time bubble. Yeah, but see, see, the, here's the problem with all of that. Again, I have to go back to Aku's dead, and there's that moment where they're just standing there, and she and um, she's she just like, then. yeah, she just does, should have disappeared the then. Here's the reasoning why. Any form okay. of time ripple effect is like a pond. It takes a bit to get to her. Future to past, fast, past to future. Huh. If you throw the rock, That's the ripples convenient. are going to hit the closer time sooner. What did you so... say, Sketch? That's convenient. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I, I mean, I, I guess that explains it, but... It makes sense. I mean, it makes sense, but it then... It sounds insanely stupid, but it, it makes is. the most proper sense on how you explain it. Because since Ashi was so far back in the past, I think it's like... He was like, what, 5,000 plus years after Aku took over or something like that from episode 3? can't remember exactly what the dogs had said but it would take a bit to get to her so even if you go under the idea that well aku is dead she should have just disappeared it's like no because you have to remember they were pretty far back in the past at that point so it was just more of a timing convenience but again that so goes what into you're a saying is they could have lived a long happy life together and then she disappeared but they decided not to do that yeah easily <laughs> yeah easily they could have done that okay then there's a whole bunch of other concepts i i mean basically could have been worse i suppose yeah imagine if they had a kid and then the kid would disappear too oh oh oh. 
Oh, I, I well, think that I think the timeline would have tried to prevent that. Well, I would like, hope so. I would have been wish. Oh, she could have never had kids. That would have been the timeline's way of of, of preserving everything. But basically, if you go by what Chrono Trigger fans have created in theories, and again, principles of time and dimensional travel, Jack had what amount amounted to an exceedingly grand case of what's time bastards immunity, which is basically Jack was immune to his own changes. Which is which explains not only why he was able to exist in the future, but also why he never aged. Seems stupid legit. sounding, yes, but <laughs> if you read some stuff on the website, it does make sense when you apply to Jack. I uh... again, we don't have to argue. I'm just saying. That no, I'm not. I, I get what you're saying, but still, like a little surprise. It sounds on a multiverse here. How they wrote. Yeah, like I, I kind of feel like that. See, I, I feel like Gendy did something else here too. Yes, he gave himself like a 50-year gap to do other Samurai Jack stuff if he decided to do stuff in that little space. But now he kind of triggered something at the end here where, you know, people are already on Twitter going, oh, let's do a story about how he gets Ashi back. I've seen that already. No, no. I'm sitting there going, uh, no. No, it's but done. The Samurai's journey it's over. He finished it the way he so, wanted to finish it. He did it on his terms. No. It's done. You Get may over. not like the ending, but it's how he wanted it. Yeah. If you want to complain about anything, start complaining trying to get Symbionic Titan back, for God's sake. Let's do oh, that. please. <laughs> good luck. Symbionic Titan, proof that Gindy Tartakovsky can write good romance. <laughs> I still want to see how that results. He's still fucking cliffhanger ending. Ah, uh, yeah. But no, that's all I have to say about the whole Ashi disappearing act thing. It's a whole bunch of temporal bullshit that, if you don't really care about it, it's simply Tartikowski wrote it in as a convenience. Yeah, there's definitely some writing conveniences in here, and it's... I mean, it is what it is. I, like I said, I'm I'm satisfied with how it ended, but there's certainly things about it that could have been better. I, I just wonder if, if Genny realizes that to, to ending it the way he did, Jack effectively erased his, all of his friends. Yeah. That's like the most stone cold thing ever. It's like, you, you do realize you just killed everyone you ever knew. Yep. Damn it! Yep. Yeah, he sure Oh, well. Did. I'm, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm done with that, so we can continue. Oh, well. <laughs> Obviously, the title of this episode is Jack Killed All of His Friends and Lover. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Right. Well, it's the last episode, so there's plenty of talkbacks first regarding the episode itself and then, you know, final thoughts. So let's get into those and we'll keep the commentary to a minimum. Happy Kuro Kitty wrote in, oh, damn, the whole world is watching this final fight. Way to build it up, Toonami. Jeez, if it wasn't intense enough. The joys of Aku television. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. And uh, Andrew Kaiko writes in, apparently in 50 years, everyone around the universe will have Earth-made widescreens. Yes, even the blue monkeys, who somehow have cable. Hmm. Don't know what to say the monkeys won't do. Japhis and Craig writes in, R.I.P. Ashi? No, 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 no. She never existed anymore. R.I.N. Ashi. Rest in non-existence. Oh, that's cold. He's not wrong. He's, 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 he's not wrong. He's not wrong. No, no, no. Meister Mitch says what I think we've already said. Hate to ask this, but did anyone feel like the ending was rushed? A yes. little. Yep. 
I think pretty much anybody with, you know, some grasp of how a story should be paced would find that ending to be rushed. But it is what it is. Our dear Durrell wrote in, I was satisfied with the ending of Samurai Jack. It ended beautifully, like a well-composed love poem to one's betrothed. Well put, Mr. Durrell. Well put. Another from Happy Curl Kitty. Wow, the final scene with Jack beneath the cherry tree was so beautiful. Rate it 10 out of 10. Intense all around, but truly excellent. I want background, or desktop backgrounds of all that art. Oh. So much good art. It's so <laughs> fantastic. Spencer's Weaver writes in, Ah, uh, don't be sad, Jack. I know this guy named Simone who can totally relate. No, no. Simone didn't even bat an eye. Jack actually cried. Let, let's be fair. See, Simone had time to process this. I don't know why he assumed it was going to happen, but... Jeez. Uh, Kosh with a K writes in, did Samurai Jack just get Gurren Lagand? Yes, yes he did. Yes. <laughs> and Fabian also writes in, I can't believe Jack pulled a Gurren Lagand wedding ending. I'm okay with this. I I made sure he meant I'm okay, not I'm not okay. Because, you know, very different meanings. Yes. So he's okay with it. All right. Well, some people can be. D. Aaron wrote in uh, a couple of thoughts. I would say Samurai Jack got the ending he needed, but not the one he deserved. After 13 years, Samurai Jack finally got the ending it needed, but he deserved better than the Gurren Lagan ending. Just think, if time travel and Samurai Jack worked like time travel in DBZ, we would have a happy ending. Well, I don't know if about you that. go by the logic of Xenoverse, no one was happy with what Trunks did, but that's a whole other argument. Oh, yeah, that's true. DBZ We 09 wrote in, Seriously, I thought Ashi and Jack would live happily ever after, if not for the damn laws of time ruining everything. Sorry, Gasper doesn't like it when shit goes wrong. Mm -hmm. Those time wraiths, man, they just, they'll get you. I've been watching way too much CW The Flash. <laughs> I was referencing Chrono Trigger, Gasper Balthazar, and Malkar. I think I realized that, but it's been a while since I've played Chrono Trigger. Greatest <laughs> RPG of all time, though. In my opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you agree, Mr. Lavos, for the Avatar. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> Robert Massa wrote in, I was six when Samurai Jack first aired. All I have to say is thank you for the adventure. God, I feel old again. I think it started <laughs> when I was... Yeah, me too. <laughs> God, I want to say I was like 10? I was in I like... high school. Like, the very start of high school. I think I was still in middle school. God, I'll be old again. Damn it. Jester Slayer writes in, It's over, everyone. It's finally over. The story is over. We can sleep now with peace in mind. No, because everyone's going to complain that we should get another season of Jack trying to resurrect Ashi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Some of us will rest with peace in mind. Other people are going to be on Twitter or Facebook going, <laughs> No, this can't be the ending. Well, seriously slamming on a Tumblr. Look, guys, guys, guys. Specifically Tumblr. We'll just go get Rick from Rick and Morty, and we'll make this all better, okay? Yes, that was a very, very funny comic you posted. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes. And uh, I want to give credit to the artist of that comic. <laughs> yeah. 
continuing. So, uh, who 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 was the artist of that comic? Uh, her name is Melissa, and it's I want to say it's Albino. That sounds about right. So, yes, that was the person that did this. You know, a great comic it was. I mean, apparently, <laughs> especially Electric's no, like, no. well, we took your time slot for a week. Sorry about that. But, you know, it prevented your girlfriend from dying for another week. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was a very Rick. It, it was written in the way that it should have been written. But yeah, what a Rick and Yeah, that one hurt me, too. <laughs> Gundam Unicorn 24 wrote in, Goodbye, Samurai Jack. You will be missed. Mm. Well, we still have one more week for the marathon. Yeah. <laughs> you won't miss Samurai Jack just yet. <laughs> <laughs> you might be sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Adult Swim, you do like to rerun things. <laughs> I want my Tokyo cool. I hate both of you. Dude Tunes writes in, After watching Samurai Jack's finale twice, I can see why some people might think the ending was a bit rushed. I'm still glad that Samurai Jack got a finale, even if it wasn't the best ending ever. I was still satisfied. Good. Fair enough. Tyler, a.k.a. Sleepy Beepo, I think that's how it's pronounced, which I believe is the name of the polar bear on Law's crew in One Piece. I feel pretty sad and empty, to be honest. I mean, he got what he wanted. He's back in this time period. But did he really get what he wanted? In the future, Ashi was the only thing he had, and now she's gone. Well, that's not entirely true. He had lots of friends in the future. He just didn't well, have a lover <laughs> until then. Except he accomplished the main goal. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. All right. Here's a big one. From Michael Morse. Must admit, season five of Samurai Jack was more enjoyable to me than all of its original run on Cartoon Network. Not saying Samurai Jack was bad when it was airing on CN, but I never found myself invested in it or found it to be that interesting. Season five, however, held my interest because it dealt with loss of purpose, feel the fear of failure, and death all of these are something that we can experience in some form as we get older, and I think Gendy pulled it off well. I think the ending could have been stretched out more, but overall it was fine. This ending was bittersweet, but I liked that Jack was able to move on after the loss of Ashi. I think that's the point. Death gives meaning to life, and we should all value the people in our lives. Because who knows what tomorrow brings. Overall, a decent and satisfying ending in my opinion. I'm glad I saw Samurai Jack to its end. I have a newfound appreciation for Gendy's work and look forward to what's next. Well put, M. Morse 1017. Symbiotic tie-in. I hope so. Oh, so do I. really hope so. I know there might be some kind of legal limbo thing, but we're not entirely sure about that, so I'm not going to assume. Because when Gendy was interviewed, he said, if somebody would pay for it, I would do more symbiotic titan and i don't think it was necessarily speaking out of turn i think he knows what he can do and what he can't exactly like the complication there might be turner might not be able to revive the property because they wrote it off but i don't know we shall see but i hope at the very least gendy comes back and does something else for adult swim because this was fantastic 
and it really allowed him to flex his creative muscle in ways that working on Cartoon Network shows couldn't. Right. And this is something that I, that I've been saying all along on this podcast. And I think it's something that was proven by Samurai Jack. We need to have more American action cartoons on the block. Simple as that. (laughs) And I, and I, you know, I'm talking about like, obviously shows that, Sure wish Makes Warner sense. Brothers Entertainment would think that. Because, <clears throat> <laughs> you know, they've got like three, four, maybe even five adults targeted animated things in the works. Yeah. So, uh, that'd, be, that, that'd be nice. That's a whole nother conversation for like a five hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right. But hey, who knows? Maybe Toonami will announce another co-production or something at Momocon. Well, actually, that gets into what I was going to say, unless we have more talkbacks. Nope, we are out of talkbacks. And, uh, you know, if you still have your final thoughts on Samurai Jack, feel free to send them in over time. You know, just listener mails, podcast at ToonamiFaithful.com. Hit us up with your thoughts on Samurai Jack, because it's a big finale, and we want to get your thoughts. So, Paul, you want to talk about Momocon? Yeah. Well, first of all, unfortunately, I'm not going. Yeah, um, none of us are going. Yeah, the, it's it's not because Toonami is streaming it. It's more or less because when I looked at the list of people, Momocon was heavily into video games this year, so it was a lot of video game guests. And that there's no problem with that. It's just... Usually in years past, they've had a lot of mm. anime guests too. And while yes, they have Matt Mercer, that's really like the only other person that we really haven't interviewed. And we'd like yeah. to have we when we go to a con, we'd like to do multiple interviews. And at at this point, if we're gonna spend the money to go down there, spend the money on camera and equipment and blah blah blah, most of it coming out of our own pocket, it's gotta like, be worth it. Exactly. So, like, for example, like, I applied for New York Comic Con uh, about two or three days ago. It makes sense for me to do that because, A, it's in New York State. <laughs> B, it's it, Chris has his own place. So, Chris got in. So, we're definitely doing New York Comic Con, by the way. But um, that way I can be down there. I'm not spending that. I'm not really spending any money at all. So, Good deal. It, it's worth it. So, you know, that's why I'm spending any money at all to attend. (laughs) Let's call to attend and like hotel costs and all that stuff. So he's he's spending any money to actually be there. But while he's there, he will have to spend money to, you know, be able to cover the convention. Live (laughs) (laughs) to live and probably have to rent some kind of equipment. Well, no, no, no. We have Matt has his own equipment. And he usually oh, brings good. it too. So yeah, so we have that. Neither me or Chris will be on camera. So, uh, but though, yeah, we'll see. We'll be able to see Toonami down there. Uh, as far as what's going to happen at Momocon, uh, I kind of said in Twitter today that I I think that if anything's going to replace Kai, it was going to be Berto. That's what I was thinking, um, and I only say that because Viz takes a very long time to dub things, and. I think, and I think by this time next year is when Kai is supposed to be over with. So one plus one plus two, if they take a year to to dub something like this, chances are it's going to show up 
and take mm-hmm. over Cut's part. Because the reason I think about that is a they're big. What's his? Gil's a big Naruto fan, and they have said that Naruto has been Naruto does well in the ratings, and it's been proven even at two o'clock. I think at least once it's gotten a million viewers, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong about that. At two o'clock, uh, yeah, I think it has. I think it's done it once, and it's and it's done like nine hundred thousand viewers, uh, more than once, but it was only just a couple it times. It generally does well. It doesn't tend to lose right. much from its lead-in, if anything. Sometimes it even does better than its lead-in. Yeah, usually so. <laughs> and you know that's one of those series that if you were to move it up, it would do really well. Um, that being said, you know, that would be, for me, if you're going to replace something in Dragon Ball Z, that would probably be the only thing right now, long-running series that you could do. You know, I, and, you know, we, we could sit here, I, I can hear Sketch going, well, what about JoJo? Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I feel like JoJo is going to show up way before that, so. Well, yeah, uh, JoJo know. doesn't have to wait that long. Which, by the way, they're pre-ordering. They're doing pre-orders for JoJo. Bizarre. Oh, that event. set is yeah. so pretty. Oh. You, you know. Oh, maybe maybe I should get that for Sketch. Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. You should. <laughs> I've been a good boy. I've been a good boy. Have you been a good boy? I don't know. How good of a boy have you been? I've, I've been. I'm for you, you right now. You you already know what you're getting. You're being spoiled right now. That's yes, I am. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. You that, can't say that, that along. <laughs> Um, but um, in all seriousness, I. I was thinking maybe if they are doing the dub early, maybe that's what's coming next. Um, I don't know if they would announce that this soon. I definitely think that they would probably announce um, an immersion event. Um, yeah, they've, they've already said that there's going to be something, so we might get some details on that. Right. We might so get something for Fooly Cooly. I, I would hope by now they'd have something to show of it. <laughs> But there are multiple conventions this year, so they can't you know, announce everything at MobileCon. I, I would not well, figure on them announcing what replaces Attack on Titan necessarily at MobileCon because Anime Expo will be three weeks before that. So hopefully we'll get a schedule uh, for June 17th at that uh, at MomoCon. Um, yeah, they probably won't do that. <laughs> I, I think I don't if they don't want to piss off people and Hunter Hunter is at 2 a.m., they probably won't. <laughs> so, um, but there's that. Topic. Yeah, we'll talk about that at a different time. Um, definitely, we're going to get some kind of show announcement. I feel like that's going to happen. Obviously, one of them has already been announced. I would feel like we could probably, they could probably safely say that they're going to get Gundam IBO season two. I would bet that they're probably going to get JoJo's Bizarre Adventure later in the year, too, uh, once it's Those fully done. Those seem to be the most likely i mean i keep bringing up mob but if they got the number two and the number three shows on that poll i have to believe they want to get mob but the fact that they have gotten both the number two and the number three before they got mob which was number one by a sizable margin maybe there's complications in that yeah there could be i mean it's it's been seeming like with the exception of tokyo ghoul um that a lot of their um, Funimation exclusive dub stuff, premiere dub stuff, has been going hasn't been going to Toonami. So I don't know. You know that that's one of those things that might have to come later than sooner kind of deals. 
So could be. Speaking of things that have to come later than sooner, Blue Exorcist is going to Hulu. Oh God, yeah. So that won't be on Toonami anytime soon. Nope. I mean, by oh, the time cool. DBZ Kai ends, it's maybe Sailor Moon Crystal will be available. <laughs> That'd be nice. I don't, I don't. I don't think they've given up on airing that. One. I I don't think they should. I mean, at this point, no, I don't think they should air that. I mean, if they are going to air it, it should be later in the block. It, that does not deserve like. They're midnight. technically airing. Well, I can make a bash of saying technically AOT season two shouldn't have been aired because it was two years after the fact. But whatever. Yeah. No, no, it's Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan deserved where it was, um, but it probably should have been higher. Honestly, um, that that all said, like. Those ratings, those first few weeks, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, they're looking up finally. So thank God, like good. oh my god, I mean, we're what recording happened? This on Monday, so we haven't seen how the most recent episode did, but hopefully it has continued the. Hey, wait, wait, wait! Let me just do this. Knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy! Uh, by the way, Samurai Jack was the second most uh, talked about thing on social media. On Saturday. Uh, Nielsen's social media rankings, gotcha. Correct. Which so. is pretty common for it to be in the top five, at least. So Exactly. Nice to see it in the top two. It's been number and one before. And we're coming into the whole Frieza thing, so hopefully Super will go back up in ratings. See, that's another thing, too. They're probably going to tell us this weekend, too, what's going to happen with 11 p.m., whether it's going to be Jack repeating or the block moves up or whatever it's going to be. Yep. All or shall be revealed have... at Momocon. What's that? All shall be revealed at Momocon. Well, some shall be revealed at Momocon, yeah. at least. But what we already know is Lupin the Third is coming. Oh, Can we do yes. the Attack on Titan recap first before we delve into that? <laughs> well, I'm just... I'm just happy. We don't really need to talk about it. <laughs> at least not at this moment. And we're back. Had to do a little bit of shuffling. We're kind of recording this episode in shifts due to various scheduling reasons. But as uh, I, I am still here, Sketch, I am, I am always here. But joining me now, we have Darrell and CJ. We upgraded. That's right, motherfuckers. We upgraded. Are you hit, kidding me? Hit the upgrade you, 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 you thought it would be a typical podcast, Cash. blah, 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 and then all of a sudden, bam, Darrell and CJ. It's not hot take CJ, but it's CJ nonetheless. Maybe I'll squeeze in a couple hot takes. That, That's a visual. <laughs> Phrasing. Right. Thank you. Yes. Uh-huh. Well... CJ has not seen Samurai Jack yet, unfortunately, because it's Wednesday and it hasn't re-aired yet and he misses the initial run. But Darrell has seen it, so I wanted to give him a chance to share his thoughts on the finale. Well, I actually enjoyed it a whole lot, you know. It was pretty much philosophical for me. Uh, it was kind of sucked what happened, but, you know, to be honest with you, I actually enjoyed that, that ending. I was literally how you say satisfied with the ending because it wasn't that sappy oh i'm gonna just be in dire straits and not live my life anymore it didn't have the i guess you could say the conventional happy ending either but one of the things that really struck out to me the most was like towards the end 
when the um, little ladybug landed on um, Jack's finger. That just made me think about the reincarnation, like um, of that representing Ashi, because when she was younger, you know, during her training, she literally saw that ladybug, and that's kind of what opened her up to the world when she actually got a sneak peek of the world. So I'm like, yeah, it's just a little small little love letter, hmm. but you know, it was typical Chambara for me, man. You know, it ain't. It, I actually put it up there with the end in the forty-seven Ronin. Yeah. That deep. Whatever so Darrell deep. felt, I felt too. <laughs> yes, of course. Because all of Darrell's opinions are also CJ's. This is, this <laughs> I did, uh, is a, a joke was spoiled a for me. A joke, a joke was spoiled for me, which I did not mind. Uh, I was told how apparently when Jack goes back, you see like when Aku first sends him and then Jack comes back, he's like, what? You're back already? Yeah. That's so I, 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 actually sound really good. That sounded like a really good gag. I'm I'm glad Samurai Jack kept with its comedic roots as well. Uh, I know some were worried when it was Adult Swim would be handling the final season that some thought, oh, we're going to make it Edgelord. This is going to be like Reaper and Overwatch. You know what I mean? But they, they really stuck with kind of how the source, not the source material, but how the earlier seasons went. They kept with the comedy. They kept with the action. I love how much they could up the action in this final season. I thought it was done tastefully, unlike the like, oh, we're just making it bloody just for the sake of bloody. And you guys can agree, a lot of shows do that. We're going to make it seem edgy, so we'll add blood. That's kind of like how I thought I wanted my cartoons back when I was younger, like 13, watching Bleach for the first time. It's like, oh, look at all this blood. That means it's cool, you know what I mean? So, But as mature as a viewer, you realize that's all... (laughs) superficial and doesn't actually make something better or more mature <laughs> that's right. why blood is awesome <laughs> it's like wrestling but uh, i'm really i'm really looking forward to seeing the final episode it should be good and hopefully will i cry get actually done before <laughs> it airs <laughs> will i cry will you cry um maybe because this is actually a big deal. I loved um, Samurai Jack. You know, as, as a kid, I loved watching it. So for it to get a definitive ending, kind of like, you know, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you would cry. I, I think you will be very thrilled at all that occurs. Well, not all that occurs, but <laughs> like that, that final fight. Gosh, is, gets no spoilers, please. It's so good. <laughs> That final battle is so good. 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 No, I, I'm absolutely okay. looking forward. I will I will be patiently awaiting. All right. Well, now that we have uh, shared our thoughts on that, we're going to move on to recap on Titan. So, Mr. Durrell. Can I, can I ask this before we start? Did you guys know about Ymir well, I've before the, the episode? Okay, so you read, so you knew. Yeah, yeah, I kind of figured it out like a long time ago. I just didn't say nothing. Like, seriously, I'm like, sure you did, <laughs> dude. My power is a freaking observation. I was genuinely uh, surprised when I read that in the manga. And I was like, I know, yeah, some of those other characters are Titans, but I didn't know she was. <laughs> That's my thing. My brother was like, when because he hasn't read, he hasn't seen anything uh, ahead of season one. So he's kind of like I'm. I'm like excited to see his reaction of things. I'm excited for a future episode. No spoilers. Um, 
And when I looked at him, I was like, did you see that coming? He's like, well, I knew something was up. And I thought it was something more along the lines of like him being her being related to Krista. But he didn't think Titan. So I thought that was really cool. And I, a lot of people were kind of like, no effing way, which is awesome. I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The hits keep coming, too. The sub has been great. I'm sure. Well, Sketch, you've been watching it, I'm sure. Nope. Oh, you haven't. I stopped after episode two. No way. Oh, I, I couldn't do that. I'm sorry. What's wrong with you, Sketch? I have patience. It's oh, probably no. because I'm not like... It's not like My Hero Academia where I'm like, I need to find out what happens next. <laughs> it's like, I kind of already know, know what to... happens next, so I can wait. You know how to tickle my fancy My Hero Academia, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh, that's so oh, good. It's oh, my so God. Good. This season has been the best. Yes. Uh, there's been so much good anime this season. Oh, our Could It Air article is going to be wonderful. There's so many good seasons. Sadly, half of them are on Anime Strike, but there's so many good shows. <laughs> mm. Ain't that the truth. All right, Darrell, you can say I apologize. I just was curious about the whole Ymir thing with you guys. No, you're good on that, brother. Yeah. I, no, I have, I have no qualms about that. All right. So uh, let's get into it as we recap on Titan. <laughs> Attack on Titan, episode 30, Historia. All right, well, during their winter training in the mouths of cadets, Krista and Ymir become lost while trying to save their fellow cadet Daz during a blizzard. God damn it, man. Seriously, looking at this episode, it made me think about Arctic Warrior training in Alaska, man. Negative 60 is not good. Man, I was so cold, man, I wanted to put my dick in a thermos. Yeah, just that that's that bad. All right, but anyway, Ymir accuses Krista of having um, a death wish rather than saving Daz because she wanted to die for selfless reasons, showing that she's a heroine. You know, I could get that, you know. For the glory of the Empire! This is for Sparta! Something like that, yeah. She was going to die in the snow, man. Basically, an icicle. But anyway, she also reveals that she knows that Chris is unwanted, illegitimate child of a nobler's mistress. Yeah, she was born out of wedlock. Bastard child, yet again. Wait one time for the bastards, people. <laughs> Almost kind of a Game of Thrones type reference there. <laughs> and she was forced by the wall code to change her name and join the army. Telling Krista that they were both given second chance in life, Ymir makes Krista promise that if she ever reveals her own name, she will live her own life. And then we say, welcome to Historia, welcome to Historia. You remember the cartoon? Come on, people. Fuck all y'all for not remembering that. But anyway, back in the present, Titan You mean Hysteria? I said Historia, damn it. I want to hear Hysteria. But the show was called That was a good cartoon. It was, I a, want that a, was a really cartoon. good cartoon. That's I love watching that. When you let the Animaniacs creators make an educational show. <laughs> I would pay attention in school if they did that. I know. Just just saying. I wouldn't have been a 2.5, 3.0 student. I would have been a 4.0 student. You disgust me, man. I was a 4.0 student. But anyway. I had alcohol to drink. Who cares about that alcohol? I'm lying. I care about alcohol more than anything in this world at times. <laughs> well, 
next to my mama, I, I really do value alcohol a lot. Okay, but back in the present, Ymir fights off other Titans. As Reiner and Bolt Berthold recognize Ymir as the Titan who ate their childhood friend in the past. Realizing Ymir is trying to help humans, Chris yells Ymir to destroy the tower instead in order to crush the Titans. As the tower begins to collapse, Ymir yells, tells Krista and the others to grab on her if they want to live. Won't live, grab hair. Nice verbiage. Despite this effort, the Titans overwhelm Ymir and only the timely arrival of Hanji, voiced by Jessica Vallow. I love that woman in her perverted mind. And the other scout saves him. With the battle over Krista tends a gravely injured Ymir as the rest of the 104 trainees learn Ymir is a Titan shifter. Just before Ymir loses consciousness, Chris reveals that her real name is Historia. Which, by the way, we already knew because of a prior conversation. Yeah, pretty much. What can we say? Hell, the damn... If man. my name was Historia, I would change it to something real quick. Like, <laughs> Christine I would call myself like than Historia. <laughs> it would if my name was Historia and or the male version of that, I'd be like, yes, I'm Daryl. I will take Daryl over that. Sorry, Daryl. Dude, you know how many people call my me name Darryl? is my name is my name is not Historia. <laughs> I, dude, like seriously, I hate when people call me Daryl, man. <laughs> Daryl. Could you imagine if that really was my name? We'd have Daryl and Daryl. Daryl. Man, it's just like so fucked up. Like, my name is Darrell, but it's spelled Daryl, man. But I was like, look here, you, like, seriously, at work, literally. Oh, how are you doing today, Daryl? I, I I refuse to even respond half of the time when they say Daryl. I say, oh, I'm sorry, Darrell. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> but other than that, I'm, I'm good, man. Ran over. <laughs> so, hmm. Reiner and Bursold recognize Ymir as a titan that killed their friend. Well, that's interesting. What's even more interesting is the conversation Ymir and Reiner had about the uh, language that she could read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Reiner's putting some pieces together in his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, <laughs> he sure was holding turned. on to Historia very, very firmly. Have you seen how hot she is? I would hold Dude, on to her like for dear life. <laughs> Marry me. Yeah, doesn't he? Who is, who is also voiced by the lovely Bryn April, which is yes. just perfect. She she does a good she does a good like cute young um like mm-hmm. child and like teenager kind of thing like what you see with Hikari in interviews with Monster Girls. Mm-hmm. Like she does that role so perfect, and it's funny that there is a role like that in Attack on Titan where everyone dies. Yeah, yeah. No, she does she, good. I love I love the marry me way content. before that. Oh, yeah, way before. I think that might have been, what, her first big-time role, really? Might have been one of her first big roles, yeah. Yeah, oh, kudos for her. And I love how they kept that gag, marry me. <laughs> that that I'm sure that made a lot of people, like, laugh about it. Um, and how about um, in the episode before when uh, Reiner used the, like, fireman carry to throw a titan off his back? Dude, Reiner is a certified badass. <laughs> Yeah, for real. It was biting his freaking arm off, too. And he's just like, let, let me do the uh, the FU for those old school Cena fans. Well, good thing it's not a. What a. What a. Cabernet? Ka- oh, Cabernet. Yeah. No, not a Cabernet. I know it's not called that, but I just meant the show. But yeah, you're, you were right. A Kabinari. zombie. 
a freaking zombie. It's what it is. It's a zombie. Call it that. Why can't why can't we call it zombie? Like even in The Walking Dead, they call them walkers. In uh, High School the of the Dead, zombie. they call them they well, called them them. So I'm kind of like they just called them them. Yeah, <laughs> it's us versus them. Uh, I think it's because the term zombie is kind of comical at this point. People don't take it seriously anymore. What would you call it? The undead. That's what I was thinking too. Oh wow, we were really thinking this. Oh, that's creepy. I was just out of my damn head. I was just gonna call them living impaired. Living, I do like the <laughs> living impaired. <laughs> I like the walkers from uh, from what's it called? Oh god, I'm trying to blank. The Walking Dead. I do like that, but ooh, there you go, Darrell. If we want to be politically correct, we'll call them that. Do what I do best, man. Hey, you know, zombies have feelings, too. Just because they're dead doesn't mean they're dead on the inside. Except it does. <laughs> oh, I could go really dark with that. And that really could be a brook joke. Hey, I have feelings, too. Just because I'm dead doesn't mean I'm dead on the inside. Except I am. <laughs> Skull joke. Uh, good, good stuff. I love Brooke. Oh, I've, I heard all of the fake straw hats, and it's magical. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's magical. So how was uh how was the bot? Uh, great. He, <laughs> I don't think he's trying really hard to really imitate him, but rather just do like a passable version of that voice, like what he probably should have sounded. Me too. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's it's who, like who a generic tough guy voice with with the accent, which works. It, it works very well for that character design. Who who was Luffy? Who who did that? Was it? Uh, uh, that was Eric Vale, which is it was very Vail. amusing because Eric Vale at one point was Luffy. I heard about that story. Yeah, yeah. In their test dub, he was gonna voice mm-hmm. Luffy. Can you imagine him voicing Luffy now? <laughs> <All right. laughs> much much better as Sanji. So much no, better. Lucy did Robin. Who did Nami? Yeah. Was it Stephanie? Uh, no, it it was Brina. Oh, and oh man, Patrick cites as uh, as uh, fake Soka King is. <laughs> you wouldn't even guess it was him if you weren't listening very carefully. That's awesome. Like all the other ones are pretty pretty obvious, but that one's like, oh wait. Oh, I remember is. seeing a clip of like when Chop the real Chopper seeing them, and I'm like, oh, this is great. It's like this Chopper, great. Chopper, come on, Chopper. I actually like One Piece is no longer on Tsunami. Quit it, guys. Quit it. No, no. We can still say. We can still say stuff about it. I just will say I like Sketch's idea if they actually got the four kids actors to do it. Would have been nice. Quite a tip of the cap, I think. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure David Moo has retired from voice acting, though. He owns, like, a bar in New York. (laughs) He he did the smart. Yeah, you want a drink. (laughs) (laughs) That is not actually how he sounds. He... I've Did heard him in other dubs, and he's he's got a pretty normal voice, all things considered. So, uh, whatever. Anyway, yeah. anyway, we can go to the talk. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I like talking about the One Piece thing. I completely understand, but uh, yeah, new episodes of One Piece up on Funimation. Finally, time skip stuff. That's crazy. How long has it been? Like, feels like oh. decades. <laughs> so, it's been a long wait. Ah. Uh, so, our talkbacks for Attack on Titan of note were uh, Toonami Gamer wrote in, Mikasa did the Levi entrance. Yeah. For a moment, I thought it was Levi, and then it was like, oh, no, <laughs> Levi can't do that right now. 
He did the allow me to reintroduce myself. I'm been ashamed of myself since the day I was born. Wow, dude. That self loathing that early? Wow. Yup. Nice. Yup. I still love you, CJ. I really do, man. Smash Brothers is very, very bad to the person's psyche and Mario Party. Oh, Mario Party will make enemies out of friends easily. <laughs> it's to me, a Mario. Mario Party's the game that you play with friends and then you no longer have friends to play Mario Party with. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Stealing my stars. Freaking fights. <laughs> Such an unfair game. Okay. Allison writes in, Congratulations, Aaron. You finally killed a Titan while not being in your Titan form and without Mikasa or Levi's help. Yeah, that but still, that he still I jobbed it. <laughs> he, he still got the kill, though. And I remember yeah. when I read that, I was like, Oh, that's awesome. We're finally seeing him grow. I got Way the go. kill. Oh, 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 no. <laughs> You know, uh, I hate to say it, man. I'm just gonna say this right now. Aaron's the young child of Attack on Time. Oh, I mean, and then you got Cunny. He's like Krillin, man. Cunny <laughs> oh. is like Krillin. Better than Yamcha. Ball headed yep. with a lot of potential. Mm. And a hot babe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, he is Krillin. Oh man. Nice. God dang it. And I don't even like DBZ like that. I hate you, fans. Josh oh, Knighton writes in, Connie, you live in a world where titans savagely devour man and beast alike. If this is a dream, you have some effed up dreams. Look here, they don't not eat beasts, Josh. They abuse horses. That's right. Equinibus. They just hit them and kick them and do yeah. terrible things to them. I mean, like, don't writing a letter as we speak. Exactly. It's kind of messed up, though, man. Uh, it's really messed up. And D. Aaron writes in, Turns out her name is Historia. Also, did Ymir live? Find out next week on Attack on Titan Season 2. Why didn't you make that sound like Dragon Ball sketch? <clears throat> My apologies. Thank you. Like, I read that ahead of time. I was like, well, there's Dragon Ball, and I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, we need to, you need to hit that on the one again. Okay, okay. D. Aaron writes in, Turns out her name is Historia. Also, did Ymir live? Find out next week on Attack on Titan Season 2. Now, I love that right there. Yeah. Only Toonami. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Crunchyroll and Hulu and (laughs) lots of places. (laughs) I I, I find our selection of Attack on Titan talkbacks to pull from fairly indicative of just people not having much to say which is unfortunate i'll tweet I, more for you i'll tweet more for attack on time there's plenty of things to discuss i mean dude but i'm startling though, revelations also well, mr aaron yeager has to butt in on yet another thing it's like we gotta go out there and save them guys aaron that's stupid you're being stupid <laughs> All right, Aaron, we'll follow you, even though you're stupid. <laughs> Aaron is that one dude that would get his whole freaking platoon killed, but he still lives. He yeah. is Leroy Jenkins. Leroy <laughs> Jenkins. And he doesn't have chicken. Oh, my God, that poor soul. No, because Sasha took it. Yeah, for real. 
Exactamundo. Uh, Leroy Jenkins. That joke will live forever. I got a picture. You know, it was like a 10 year anniversary for that. Oh, my word. How does that make you feel? That made me feel old. old. I'm only 26. (laughs) I feel so old. Speak for yourself. I can still drink like I was freaking 16. I'm just going to leave that one alone. Yeah. Fuck you. I was underage drinking. Give me a spray, man. (laughs) The Toonami Faithful Podcast does not encourage underage drinking. No, we do not. It does not. No, it does not. Oh, God, please don't. You have your life ahead of you. You've, you've heard how me and Darrell sound. You have your whole life ahead of you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> One could argue the entire run of this podcast has been a excellent reason why you shouldn't drink underage. <laughs> or at all. It's a cautionary tale. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've, been, I've been drunk on a podcast once and I felt awful afterwards. I have not done that since. Dude, why should you feel bad, man? I, I was on picking the on Fabian. Dude, oh I my god, I was picking dude. on him so bad. No, you did mess so with my minion. I day. was gonna kill you. It's <laughs> well, okay. I was allowed to mess with his minion. Exactly, but I was like, I was really like feisty, and I'm just like, Fabian's one of the nicest people I know on this podcast. I know. Next to Sketch. No, Sketch is not nice. I mean, he is, but he's deceptively <laughs> like he'll, he'll cut you. Well, we all know how I am, man. Y'all know I'm freaking evil, man. I have like, no qualms about it. Sketch is what I like to call silent but deadly, <laughs> and he'll kill you with a smile. Killing me softly with his smile. Mm-hmm. And then them looks. I mean, trust me, the Bay Wars, there's there's an origin to that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, man. Like, me and Jen literally got into it about who's, who um, has Sketch is Bay. And you know and what, then... Sketch? I've been in that position where... I've had I've been parties with like multiple girls who were, you know, very close with me, and all of a sudden one of my friends being an ass is like, "Which one's your favorite?" They all raised their hands. I'm like, "Oh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah." Life in a harem anime. I lived a harem anime life in college. It was, it was actually less enjoyable than what I've seen in anime. (laughs) Really. Dude, it was freaking awesome for me, man. I, you know, the chemistry class there, stuff. There were no swords. There was no, like, outer dimension or magic. Dude, it was, it was just real me. people and real problems and a real yeah. headache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No heart, you think no you want that much attention from multiple girls, but you don't. <laughs> you really don't. Well, I mean, actually, that's not true. You do. You just got to be better than I am. Uh I'm going to tell you some stuff that happened to me after this podcast. No, you will not, because I will be playing Overwatch right after this podcast. Dude, they plotted against me, man, the chemistry class. <laughs> plotted they against had, you? Uh, yeah, they actually, um, they they were going to draw straws to see who got me, but they came to a compromise, and they literally said, we're all just going to have you. What was that name about that? Uh, that's This one movie that came out. In like the early two thousands, about some asshole and all the girls getting back at him. Uh, John Tucker must die. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, they, I had that know. nickname in freshman year. Really? My yeah. nickname was freaking E twenty and Denny Caldwell. E twenty because they said I look like E forty little brother, and then all of a sudden it came became meal ticket. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. There's a lot of talkbacks. Uh, we've digressed enough. Yes, I know. I, Let's I get call this an upgrade, and we're starting to fall down into, like, Paul territory. It's all right. We'll never fall into Paul territory. That's yeah, actually very accurate, Darrell. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Regarding... Cheap shots. I'm just throwing cheap shots. Yeah. I'm getting fights. Slinging that mud. Yeah. Uh, you know. It's 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 a it's a be prepared for a later podcast. <laughs> Dude, dealing with Paul, you have to drink. <laughs> dealing with you, I might just have to take shots. That's a requirement with me, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's... <laughs> okay, let's get back to it. Regarding the other shows that aired on Toonami this week, D. Aaron writes in. Just what we need, just what Dr. Tom ordered after the emotional ending to Samurai Jack, a dose of stupid comedy. That for Dragon Ball Super, of course. Gundam Unicorn 24 writes in about Dragon Ball Super. Is this hell for Frieza? Wow, lol. This is a nightmare. Long story short, Vegeta needs to be less uptight and Goku is too relaxed. Too tight and too loose. Hmm. Sounds like some girls I knew back in high school. Oh. <laughs> Last time on Darrell's Sex Exploits. <laughs> Tune in next week to see if he seals the deal. <laughs> I actually Freeze's, seal the deal. Freeze's personal hell is very amusing to me. <laughs> I know, man. Like, seriously. I don't know, man. I would probably go crazy too, man. My personal hell is to play competitive Overwatch with nothing but Hanzo, Genji, and Symmetra's. No, I think and Torbjörns. And yeah. Torbjörns. All, all of them, and I'll just... I'll rage. I think I'll my just personal rage. hell would just be literally be not to be able to drink alcohol, man. If you're a Hanzo main, I'm quietly judging you, just for <laughs> listeners of the podcast. I am quietly uh, judging you. And if you're a Symmetra main, she's situational. She's not good at every freaking map. Stop that. Stop that right now. God. Okay, then. Josh Knighton writes in, a couple thousand bucks, a tub of ice cream, and your best friend's at your side. Sounds like Pilaf's got it all. Uh, he could have asked for more money, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, he did. That, was, that was not very much money. <laughs> I would have been like, seriously, Dragon say whatever you wish you want. Dude, I want to be a multi-billionaire who doesn't pay taxes. So, Darrell, are you saying... Are you saying he asked for one million dollars? <laughs> Seriously, man. I would be like, just let me win the Powerball. Something like that. Like, you just look at him like, man, people do not make really good. Um, They do not make good choices with the Dragon Balls. Nope. No, they do not. Just like, if you have nothing else that you want to wish for, wish for money. Just wish for money. <laughs> Come on. Uh, it's so simple. Exactly. <laughs> Gundam Unicorn 24 wrote in, Trunks and Goten are so busted and disqualified, lol. Yeah, it took him long enough to realize that that was two small children. I know, I was like... I never would have guessed until that happened. <laughs> I'm like, like, what the freak, man? It's two midgets fighting <laughs> at this point. I mean, come on, Krillin. <laughs> so, so I guess you can't assume... <laughs> Probably could have gotten away with just like stealing somebody's outfit who's smaller and just pretend that you're a small man <laughs> instead of trying to do the two people thing. That was I know, man. It could have just so Kevin Hart's clothes, man. Probably they're down. <laughs> oh, 
What? <laughs> Savage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, man. I'm sorry. It's just Kevin like Hart the... was that guy in not another teen movie <laughs> before he was famous. <laughs> and then he, he will got always it. be that little guy. <laughs> Not another teen movie. But he is a, as he say, he is a little small grown man. Yeah, that's right. His stand up is amusing. D. Aaron writes in, "Well, if Mr. Satan hasn't gotten his ass kicked bad enough this tournament, this really won't end well for him. That being that he has to fight Android eighteen, and good luck with that." Lord have mercy. At 18, she's an 18 out of 10. Ooh, giggity, giggity. <laughs> and Gundam Unicorn 24 writes in about Tokyo Ghoul. Damn it, he has her mom and dad as a weapon? That is messed up. Family reunion. The worst kind. Or the best? <laughs> it's the best. No. And Josh Knighton wrote in, Hinami's crying makes me want to reach out and hug her, but then I remember she's a ghoul and will eat my head. She would not. She would she's spare not you, Uvo. Josh. She, she is a treasure in this series. Holy crap. She's not going to eat your face. All we want to do is eat your brains. We're not unreasonable. I mean, no one's going to eat your eye. Well, I don't know. They might have a lot of meat to eat off of me anyway, though. Hmm. <laughs> Darrell says meat in my mind instantly goes to Hog and I with yeah. uh, her, her nickname, Meat. Oh, oh, man, let me quit. Nikumi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love Nikumi, man. Do we have Meat Coon? <laughs> Somewhere Luffy is getting hungry. <laughs> D. Aaron writes in, The little girl in distress isn't always what she appears to be. That's right. Yeah, yeah pretty much like in Men in Black when Will Smith said, Hey, little four-year-old Sally with the dang on quantum physics books, she's up to some shit. That's right. <laughs> I love that I, bitch. Oh my god, I forgot about that. That was awesome. <laughs> that guy, he's just he's got a cold. That's that's not snarling. It's sneezing. Yeah, see that guy with the lamp post? He's just doing pull-ups. And you know, I hate somebody to bust me in the ass, man, while I'm doing my reps. <laughs> I love it, too, where it's like at the end, it's like, excuse me, but why did you think little Miss Sally had just had to die? I... <laughs> <laughs> and that was the most logical friggin' answer that was given, man, because the other guy's looking at him like he's crazy, but he knew. Something was not right. The average child does not have quantum mechanic books like that. They're That's not thinking about physics. No. <laughs> no. I think it was a little Tiffany. Tiffany, Susan, hey, it don't Oh, there you go. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. Why do you think <laughs> little Tiffany needed to die? <laughs> that was such a great lie. <laughs> like, it was such oh. a cold read, too, where he's like, he, he had to hold it in <laughs> when yeah. he was saying it. <laughs> And at the end there, Will Smith's character is like, so we good? <laughs> <laughs> and they just move right along. Why are we here? Like, we're the, like when he was best. taking the test and he's like, drags the table. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Y'all want to get in on this? 
I ain't gonna lie, man. I would have did the same thing, man. I was like the dude that was from West Point. I was like, dude, you are just too Captain America for me right now. And trust me, man, that is an insult in the military. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Tsunami Gamer writes in, hmm, does this doctor have demon bees that turn people into zombies? That was mm. for Hunter Hunter, because a doctor showed up. You could just say he was the bee's knees. <laughs> but was he Dr. Bees? No. No, he wasn't. Several bad jokes later. Later. <laughs> Gundam Unicorn 24 wrote in Silva and Zeno are quite formidable assassins, and yes, they're never paid enough for this job. Lol. <laughs> that fight. Oh, it's a Ooh. good one, isn't it? Yes, it I remember will. when I first saw it uh, subbed, oh my lord, I was like, this is how anime fights are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, n- not drawn out. Mm-hmm. But it's also just like, I appreciate a good anime fight, and like, ugh. Especially, like, you, you hope for some good ones in Shonen, because you know there's going to be a lot. It's going to be long, a long series and things like that. So it's just, like, it's so rewarding when you get a good one. Oh, yeah. Good point. But to be honest with you, man, a lot of the fights in Hunter x Hunter have actually been good, man, Early, even early on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's They're just good really- in, like, different technical aspects. I think my favorite, like, when you just put everything together was Hisoka. In the uh, Hunter exam, when he was fighting that dude who wanted revenge, and he was like, he took his blades as he was throwing them around. Because what was cool about it, it speeds up really quick, and then all of a sudden it just goes into slow motion sure. for a quick second, and then boom. I it was good. Like it like that. She looked at that back. I don't know how to act slow motion with me. Oh, my bad. You said slow motion, man, so I kind of, my bad. <laughs> Happy Kuro Kitty writes in also about Hunter Hunter Silva and Xeno versus Krola. Can I just say, damn, what did I just see? You saw the most awesome fucking fight scene. It was good. That's all I can say. It, it was, was good, really, man. Really, really good. And Josh I love Knight- this next talk back. <laughs> I freaking love this next talk back. Josh, get on the show. Get on the damn podcast. Oh, my. Yes. Let me read it. Jeez. <laughs> Josh- no. <laughs> but then they won't know why it's so good. <laughs> We'll make it an inside joke. Inside joke. <laughs> That's an interesting idea. Maybe we'll mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. For an April Fool's. <laughs> it's way too late for that. Well, I'm saying uh, next year. Josh yeah. Knighton writes in, Zeno and Silva fighting together is way more interesting and fun than watching Goku and Gohan. Hashtag, yeah, I said it. Drop dude, the mic. I, dude, I agree with you. Seriously, I do, Josh. Oh yeah, brother! Oh, like yeah. seriously, that that fight scene was just—it was excellent on so many levels, man. They really needed to cut down on some of the chaff with the adaptation of the Boo Saga and Kai. Because why is there actually an episode where they're just waiting around? I mean, obviously they go back to the tournament and you see what's going on at the tournament, but like, why can't these things be going concurrently? It just <sighs> whatever <laughs> it's not well paced despite being considerably shortened <laughs> and Toonami's best rated show after Samurai Jack moving along <laughs> Rob Barracuda writes in quoting Gone from Hunter Hunter I'm not getting any reception down here ah so Gone's got Metro PCS 
Uh, got that Boost Mobile. Where are you at? Nah, he got Cricket, son. Cricket Wireless. <laughs> He's got Scarab Wireless. <laughs> Big bad beetleboard. Gone. how many times have we told you that Transponder Snail works on a different show? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Darrell. Feed into your anger. Oh, you didn't ever want me to feed into the anger, man. That oh, Samurai Jack get a um, rebuttal, man. Oh, boy. That was something. That shit was savage, man. Moving on to Gundam Unicorn Talkbacks. D. Aaron writes in, and you thought the security on our Constitution was tight. Yeah, that was... <laughs> that was That's a good joke. That was a lot of uh, security measures. Well hanging fruit, but still good. Yeah. And Gundam Unicorn 24 wrote in... Cyan Vist, and he was watching the entire time? Wow. Now Frontal is going to take the box by force. Good luck, Benajer. Give him hell. I'll say this now. Phrasing. Uh, Dad Frontal. Frontal going to take the box by force. In, in Hunter the other night, and it was like, they're going to Frontal Assault. And I was like, full Frontal's here? Yeah, I was about to yeah, say full Frontal? Really? And Keith Silverstein did take notice. <laughs> As well he should. Technically he is in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like how Hisoka just hung back while the Phantom Troop just went at it. It's like, I guess Hisoka's not really one for wanton destruction. No, <laughs> no. Just, he kind of established really that earlier, too. He, he wants to fight fights that, like, get him yeah. aroused. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. like, fighting, fighting a bunch of mooks from the. Yeah from the mafia is it's not it's, it's nothing to him and just remember like how we how we reacted to the fight with uh Kilo's family and Krollo. it's like we want oh, yeah. good fights we like we're not gonna remember oh you know pansy ass over here just got his ass beat by a lead character you know what i mean exactly yep. pretty much and Josh Knighton writes in about Naruto Shippuden. And of course, we get a flashback in Shippuden, so you know what that means. It's Vic Mignogna time! <laughs> if it's a flashback or it's a filler. Yep. Yep. And D. Vic Aaron Mignogna. writes in, Really? We're doing this? We're gonna lose Ashi, Ymir, and Kakashi tonight? Well, I mean, not all of them. I don't know. Take a shot for them. Take a shot to remember them. Mm. Yeah, because I ain't pulling that out on the ground tonight. All right, I will say, Pain versus Kakashi was pretty good. Yep. What? what, what? Sketch complimenting Shippuden? Can a One Piece fan do that? Can a One Piece I... fan really do that? Yeah, like, are you allowed? Do you have allowed. to give up your One Piece fan card at the door now? No. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Wow, that's, that's news. Wow. I, I wow. never knew that. Wow. I've said nice things about Shippuden before. No, yeah. <laughs> no, I know you have. It's I've been on, I was I was on the Naruto Shippuden podcast. That's right. That's right. And moving on to, believe it or not, a ghost in the shell talk back. And D. Aaron writes in this uh this scene with I'll, I'll frame this. The scene that we're in question is Bato and that uh, one trainer guy were yeah. boxing. Right, they're they're yeah. boxing. So he says, "This might be the closest we'll ever get to having Hajime no Ippo, aka Fighting Spirit, on Toonami." Yeah, I'm sorry, but you're not gonna get your Dempsey roll, okay, D'Aaron? 
You're not going to get the Dempsey roll. I want the Dempsey roll. Was that it dub? sounds delicious. <laughs> I don't dub? know. The eighties version was, but the, there was, okay. Yeah, it got a dub for the earlier version, but yeah, like the one that they did like late on. Early two thousands show got got a dub, okay. which Genion tried to promote his fighting spirit and just didn't click. It didn't take off. It's a shame. Might have gone somewhere if it maybe it aired on Adult Swim action at the time, but could you just imagine? Did. A block with having that with ultimate muscle. Oh. <laughs> muscle, 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 muscle. Yes. And our last talk back is regard to the goodie, as it were, for that week. Josh Knighton writes in, Hold up. That was a TBS promo on Cartoon Network. Does this mean that we may see Cartoon Network promos on TBS? Return the favor, maybe? That Probably does not. occasionally happen. Mm. So Who wants the to do fate? promo in question is Toonami promoted the finals for the Street Fighter tournament for the the video games thing that TBS does, which is like the esports thing. Yeah, yeah, the esports. e-sports. Which I'm still waiting for Overwatch on TBS. I don't know if it's happened yet. It it could happen. It better happen. It's the best goddamn game on the planet, at least right now. Yeah. Mine are we so overzealous there right now? Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I think that is uh, an appropriate thing for Toonami to promote because you would figure that people that enjoy Toonami might be interested in a Street Fighter tournament or just video games, considering they review video games. Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised it wasn't like partially a review. <laughs> I think I think Preflight listed it as a review, which. Uh, Wow, there's a lot of people that work on pre-flight. If you saw this most recent pre-flight, you saw some of the stuff behind the scenes. There's like more people working on that than I thought, including some interns. Hmm. Interesting. All right, that is all the talkbacks. Thank goodness. And we have some news, which I know I already mentioned in the previous part of the podcast. But... News! I'm going to mention him again, because I can. <laughs> it's his podcast, and we're just living in it. Pretty right. much. Talk about egotistical. First item, which I'm sure devastates CJ and various other fans of this series, Blue Exorcist's Kyoto Arc will not be coming to Toonami anytime soon, because it is Boo. going exclusively to Hulu. I was kind of hoping it would be on Toonami on a sense of I have, I'm working on an article and having that air would have either, it wouldn't have helped or hurt anything. It just would have been another example to use. So you would have uh, had the, you would have had a, my moment <laughs> had a yeah. moment when a show that you put in a list of shows to air on Toonami actually ended up on Toonami. I have... No, 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 no. It's, it's more along the lines of, um, of a different prompt that actually you came up with that I'm like, ooh, this would be interesting if we had a little more uh, data to pull from. But we will not have that. Womp womp. Alas. My selfish desires will not be met. Well, I'm just be it. glad it's not Amazon Strike. <laughs> I mean, I have it, but I would yeah. be, I am very happy. I mean, it's, it's good. Not on there. It's good for people in general. Though... It is. People have actually rationalized that uh, Amazon Prime obviously offering a lot of things in general, but it's also ad-free. 
So there's that. Whereas the ad-free Hulu experience is more expensive than Amazon Prime. Think about that. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually fairly equivalent to if you you pay for a year of Hulu ad-free and you pay for what anybody would pay for Amazon lumping it in with Anime Strike for a year, it's about the same amount of money. That's and crazy. you definitely get more perks with Amazon Prime. Two-day shipping, the music, the Amazon Prime video. As far as anime go, Hulu nope. has a much bigger selection. Yes. But I don't know why you would actually bother with Hulu, except for apparently Blue Exorcist now. Because most of what they put up that's worthwhile is also on Yahoo View. Like, the new seasons of Attack on Titan and My Hero Academia are up for free on Yahoo View. There might be a week delay. I don't remember. But, I mean, as far as exclusive anime go, there really isn't much in the way on Hulu. You'd be better off getting Funimation if you like dubs or Crunchyroll if you don't. So, doesn't make much sense. But yeah. anyway... Hey, at least uh, this, you know this... it's being dubbed, and it's and people yes, will get to exactly. see it. I'm very happy. I like uh, the <laughs> you don't cast have to fork over the huge money for some Aniplex Blu-rays to actually see this. I would have figured on Netflix, honestly, but yeah, that yeah. Did, didn't happen. But Although, the next Fate series is going directly to Netflix. So right, but what's weird is like Netflix is usually the place to turn to unless Toonami plays an Aniplex dub, but yet. A lot of their dubs, recent dubs, haven't really made it there yet. At least I haven't checked in a while, but like I haven't seen Erased on it. I haven't seen no. the Astric Wars on it. I would just as a co- couple examples. On there by now, but I'm not, not sure if God Eater is on it, and I don't think that is. Nope, nope. None of those are streaming anywhere. Dub wise, they're streaming at my house. <laughs> well, some of them anyway. Do Do you guys want to come over? We can We can pretend it's tsunami and just binge these series ah, together let's do it i got pizza idea. and booze it's not a bad idea sketch what are you bringing i have the anime in the house Darrell's bringing the booze and the pizza wait Darrell didn't say anything bros. about bringing pizza i was gonna bring the pizza okay sketch brings the pizza Darrell brings i got the, the booze. booze in and Darrell can bring go. even more booze if he doesn't bring the pizza <laughs> so that's that is oh, I, that makes yeah, way more sense they're really good too. The dub for Erased was phenomenal. Uh, the dub for Asterisk Wars was much more tolerable on the ears than the Japanese cast. No offense, please don't don't send me hate mail or there, send me hate there, mail. There I don't are care. Definitely some squeaky voices in that. Japanese yes. Cast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So yeah, no, I'm glad that Blue Exorcist Kyoto Saga, which was a great, great series uh, during the winter, it was it was great. There are actually some horrible, um, you know, Japanese subs, man. Um, Mongolian Chop Squad was one of them. What? Oh, I love the sub of Beck. What are you talking about? Dude, that I do was love horrible. the dub, too. Dude, the sub was horrible. No. I'm sorry, man. No! It's fantastic. I don't... I love the bad English. It's so good. You know what? Just just go to the corner right now, Bay. We're gonna talk no. about this at the podcast. No! You are wrong, I... sir! <laughs> Whatever you say! That's a lie. <sighs> can't believe that man can't believe I love this i love the gratuitous english it's so great it's like oh. hey random person off the street come in and read these lines <laughs> i love it 
But the dub you, sir, is no the dub takes the dub takes the word fuck to in a whole new level. It it Dude, is amazing. <laughs> Greg Ayers singing was friggin' amazing. That that too. Greg Ayers was excellent as Koyuki, particularly the singing. They did yes. a very good job dubbing the songs. And I love that <sighs> soundtrack. And back to topic now. Yeah. So alright. This doesn't mean that it can never air on Toonami, but it's like when Sailor Moon Crystal is going to be available on air on Toonami, we don't know. So No one knows. No no one knows but Hulu. <laughs> no one well, knows what it means, but it's provocative. I Gets don't know. Maybe we could talk to some big wigs at Hulu and we could just settle this over a game of Russian roulette. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. So, yeah, that's happening. You should be able to see it if you wanted to. I mean... Hulu, if you don't get the ad-free option, is pretty reasonably priced. And it might show up on Yahoo View, eventually at least. I don't know. But Yahoo! You'll, you'll have options that don't require you to fork over a ridiculous amount of money. Unless you're <laughs> that a apparently, That apparently don't like questions being asked. Who likes questions? Ooh, I don't. Yeah. I was actually Sketch talking about what I'm talking Anaplex about. Blu-ray prices, but yes. I was talking about a streaming service. I know you were. I got a streaming service. Uh, oh. <laughs> I don't know if you were going there, but my mind definitely went there. Okay. <laughs> so now on to some good news. We're getting a sponsorship? Paul is going to finally pay us. <laughs> I mean, one of those things has already happened, and the other will never. <laughs> oh. So wait, Paul is paying us? What? No. Oh. Damn it. Well, I mean, sorta, but no. I'm so confused. Anyway, continue. It is confusing. It's very confusing, but you know, those things that you get to do at conventions, uh, you know, money don't come out of nowhere. <laughs> so. Oh, I know. Akon's getting close. I'm getting excited. Mm-hmm. And, and Queasy. So, Toonami has their next show lined up because the company involved put out a press release like the day after Adult Swim had their upfront, which was where we thought maybe we would get some news, but we didn't. And we can confirm that Gundam Unicorn will not be replaced by Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans, but whether or not you want that show to air or not on Toonami, it probably still will. We just don't know when. But the show actually replacing Gundam Unicorn is Lupin the Third! Part 4. Yes, part four. Let us stress. Blue code, part right? four, the new one from 2015. Not, not the old one that aired on Adult Swim, but the cast will be largely the same, which is nice. Yeah, we Blue get code, right? Fuji Cakes! Yeah. Oh, Sketch, I don't, I don't recall which code. Is it Blue Coat? Blue Coat, yes. Thank you. I was, for some reason, thinking red. I'm like, that's not right. I know that's not no. right. Red, red Jacket was the part two. Thank you. And the Order of Things, I've heard that the Order of Things is actually like, um, part four happens between parts two and three, maybe? I, I don't, I don't know. But it, it's, it really doesn't matter. All you need to know 
about Lupin the Third is Lupin the Third is the great grandson of the uh, our son Lupin, the <laughs> famous son. thief, and he has a merry band of men and one woman, which includes a very skilled gunman, Daisuke Jigen, the amazing samurai Goemon, and the very sexy Fujiko Mine. Oh yeah. Gotta love Fuji Cakes, man. That is one seductive, sexy woman, man. Who they knows what she wants. Elaborate heists all the while Inspector Zenigata tries to track them down and is usually not successful. It's like James Bond meets Inspector Gadget to me. Dang, I was about to say that. That is a particularly accurate when a certain boxing glove is involved. (laughs) (laughs) But, yes, it's... It can be dramatic, but it's mostly kind of lighter-hearted, but it's not childish at all. It's it's, it's not childish at all. It's just, you know, mature... It's like Ocean's Eleven, you know, like it has that kind of humor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it is great. It looks easy on the eyes. Oh man! Yes, the new the new series they they blended the really classic designs with modern stuff, and it looks so good. Funny thing, funny thing about the process of getting this out here uh, out there too is how um, Michelle was telling uh, reporters how. The dub was really rushed for this. And she was kind of like, well, since it isn't out yet, like we probably could have taken a little more time with it. So I am a little, um, you know, cautious of how at least the beginning starts. I'm sure well, things are fine as you like get yeah. more accustomed to it. But she did mention how like things were rushed. So I'm only I'm, I can only assume how they might feel, you know. I'm pretty sure it'll still be received well, though. Oh, I'm sure, too, but it's just along those lines where... I remember how, like, there was a little, like, up in arms with the cast of Hunter Hunter when it was first heard. It's like, they're just they're just starting to learn it now. You know yeah, what I mean? And like just getting used to it. Exactly, you know, and it takes a little bit. It's like, they were cast for that as a reason. Like, I remember how, like, people were like, that's not how Killua should sound. And then all of a sudden you listen to how Christina V's been doing with Killua, and I'm like, this is perfect. Absolutely perfect. You know what I mean? So sure, there might be there might be some of that at least to begin. So just just an FYI, you know, things were a little fast paced, which I'm sure some of them are used to with the broadcast and simul dubs. But um, you 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 know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So needless to say, I'm very excited that this show is airing because I I was really hoping it would air, and I purposefully avoided watching beyond the first episode of the sub because I hoped, especially once I heard the dub was being done and it was going to be the most of the cast from the previous dub, I really wanted to see this air on TV, particularly on Toonami. And I just held out that much hope, and then Jason had that poll, and I was like, oh, cool, Lupin's on the poll. So they're so, at least thinking about it, and then, yeah. boom! So by by all means, that means we're going to be getting like mob psychopaths for whatever reason too which is like if you think Tokyo Ghoul was late on the party why are we going back to psychopaths 
Uh, Wait, dude, no, you're, you're mob psycho, not psychopath. No, 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 no. I said mob first, and psychopath yeah. was also involved in oh. one of those. And I was like, why are we even bringing this? It was the same kind of reaction I had when I saw oh. Ghoul, because I was kind of like, it's not a little late to the party. And then when I saw psychopath mm. for another thing, I was like, yeah, you pe- gotta be people kidding are me. still requesting psychopath, which and that came out in what 2012, 2013. You know, something like That's that. That's the same time as Attack on Titan Season 1. Be- Dude, before, I'm just still... I think. Before. I'm still holding out for Yomagon, man. That's a, a little newer, I think. But Look here, dude. We got Black Lagoon. We can get Yomagon. Maybe. I'm just saying, man. It's good. Are you doing... Shoot, dude. I'm, I'm I thought Darrell was going to say Black Butler when he was going there. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We ain't doing Black Butler, man. Batman. I really need to oh. get cracking on that before the end of the month. When it yeah, leaves Funimation. Because doggone it, Anaplex. They want their Animus back. Yeah, they really do. But yeah, no, this is exciting with Lupin. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I want to see Blue Coat. They honestly surprised me with this announcement. I mean, it was really surprising. You that predicted TMS it. How could you really person. be surprised? I mean, I predicted it as... It's not really predicting so much as these are shows that I wanted to see on Toonami. I wouldn't necessarily call it a prediction. But ever since Jason you know, brought it up himself, I started thinking, well, maybe this could happen. But I, you know, I, I figured they had other priorities that they were going to you know, deal with first, and Lupin would eventually show up. But I am very happy with this development. I... If we could get to the point where JoJo and Lupin are both airing at the same time, oh yeah, <laughs> that would be great. And I think that's all. Let's just add a moment. Just, just a moment. <laughs> well, I think that's a show, gentlemen. That is a show. That was Woo! a good show. Yeah, I know, right? It was. I don't want to scream, so I mean, that's that's a plus. Mm. Yeah, I know. I can't. I can't say for the future that that will happen. <laughs> well, we know you, CJ, and your um, contrarian type attitude sometimes. No, that is not true. It is not that I'm contrarian. I just am passionate. Uh, I see. It's a it's a Boston thing. I will say Boston does like to be contrarians on a lot of things. I hate that about Boston, so I kind of stopped. I used to be like that and not realize it until I went to college. Hey, you used to be like that. Hey, you know, with lollipops and everything. Not me. Not me. Where'd you go? Not me, Swan. Where are you? I can't yell doing this voice. I think that was better than usual because I'm a little... That did sound really good. It does It does improve. Maybe he was sick the entire time. <laughs> Maybe he was sick the entire time. I don't know. Okay. House cleaning. You can email us at podcast. Wait, 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 wait. What? what? Don't we have, we have a thing about our tsunami lineup? I'm going to save that for when Paul is around to get slaughtered. Oh, okay. See, Sorry, Paul, I are did not... you an old man stuck in the past? I mean, he, where's the fun in saying that when he's not here? Uh, that is <laughs> well, you know, true. Paul's like somebody's dad from, like, what, the 80s with the beer gut. I just, I, I love what he said about Darrell. My pure eyes. My pure eyes. 
Jarrell, your lineup burns my pure eyes. Or clear eyes. Jarrell, your your lineup is not meant for the faint of heart. No, it's not. It was never meant. For I the feel like I feel like your lineup was only good for two people, you and Jen. Probably. And you. Oh, we've spent enough time doing this. I'll just go ahead and do it. So, in response to our previous topic, where we had certain parameters for creating a tsunami lineup, which was a topic submitted by one Joshua Knighton, we got a response from Tyler, aka Sleepy Beepo, on Twitter, and it is as follows: Paul, are you an old man stuck in the past? <laughs> Does Samurai Jack need to save you? Savage. Darrell, your tsunami burns my pure eyes. <laughs> I'm glad it did. <laughs> CJ and Sketch, I'd watch some of yours. Only some? I, I take offense to that. I, I feel like I, I, take, I feel I like some I, offense to it too. I feel like our lives were pretty, pretty baller, actually. Yep, pretty good. Pretty good. I would put Bobo Bo on the list, but I can't. So sad that I can't make Darrell mad. <laughs> ah, that's what you get, Mopo. <laughs> so this is his tsunami at ten thirty. My hero, Academia at eleven yes. ninety-one days. Interesting. Mm-hmm. At eleven, that seems a bit early for ninety-one days. But uh, okay. Yeah, there's a few other things, but yeah, no, that's fine. Eleven thirty, Blood Blockade Battlefront. Been spamming Sketches, the tsunami baby. Tumblr for it. Hey, good job. Keep it up. <laughs> it you want to show on Toonami? Spam their Tumblr and their Facebook. <laughs> At midnight, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Now I might now, swap that. I'm with sorry. The there, there's a few <laughs> action moments in there, like when Toru beats up the shoplifter, but that is not an action series. It is a slice of life. Now you can have that. Jen did that, yeah. but I just want you to make sure you know, slice just, of life. Just so you, you know. know. You know, just throwing throwing that Jen purposely made a slice of life with then Gaunts at the end, which is what a dramatic turn. This escalated quickly. Yeah, no, you're just going like la 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 friendship to everyone is dead. <laughs> which would be like really great on the first week of that lineup because the first episode of that show is you don't really expect much until it like goes off the rails. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, oh, it's just another slice of life show. Oh, wait. No, it's not. Yeah. (laughs) Continuing at 1230, Panty and Stocking with Garter Belt. Yeah, Sabat loved playing Garter Belt. Oh, man, I'd love to have that on Toonami. We need a second season. Dang it, Gynex. (laughs) Dang it, Gynex! The year Gynex ruined Christmas. And then the year Gynex ruined Christmas again by announcing a pachinko machine. I know. (laughs) Bastards. Uh, well, at least they didn't ruin the wet dream. At 1 a.m., it's Beyond the Boundary. Oh, good. Oh, have have you guys seen that? I yes, have. I've been meaning to. It's, oh, it's so good. good. It's one of Konyani's, like, best. Oh, my God. Because they got to do, like, there's a lot more action in that, even though people would probably call it, like, more science fiction slice of life thing. But the mm-hmm. action sequences in it are amazing. Oh, they are so beautiful. I will remember that. Voice acting's really That's, good uh, in that, too. The yeah. second Kyo Annie show on this lineup. <laughs> they do some good stuff. Oh, yes. Very good stuff. At 1.30, Drifters. It's very M.A. Yes. Darrell likes that. 
You know I love Drifters, man. And at 2 a.m., Hitman Reborn is the subtitled show. Great choice. choice. for a subtitled show. Great choice. Oh, that's such a good show. I should have thought about that. I actually <clears throat> did, but because I wanted to keep it more of English, and even though I did pick Ray Zero technically in it, but it's just like Ray Zero is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Rem is still best girl. <laughs> all right, that is a lineup. Pretty solid all around. I'd watch it. I like it. I mean, I've seen most of the shows on there, except for Beyond the Boundary, and I haven't seen all of Drifters yet. Well, sketch. Actually, you've also seen, seen most of the shows on Toonami, so I mean, really? <laughs> yeah. I know, I'm just talking about my own personal enjoyment here. So, moving on to the house cleaning. You can email us at podcast at toonamifaithful.com. You can rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Tumblr and SoundCloud. That's facebook.com backslash Podcast On Twitter, at Podcast. And the Tumblr is tsunamifaithfulofficial.tumblr.com. And our SoundCloud is soundcloud.com backslash Podcast. You can visit podcast.tsunamifaithful.com for all of the episodes of the podcast and also episodes of the Toonami Showdown, which I am on every now and then. I don't like those guys. Yes, you, you didn't do. You, you didn't you hold a gun up wish... to one of them? Hmm? <laughs> yeah. I... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's when they was trying to steal Sketch, and I pulled out the gun, and they was like, oh, okay, it's okay, you can keep Sketch. <laughs> we, we get have, it, we have shared get it right. I don't know why, man. It's just like, Darrell's just a bad influence on everybody. Yeah. Just look what happened to me. I know, man. You should have seen Paul back in the day. He was such a nice person. Then he came around me. Yep. Well, <laughs> CJ, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, yelling mostly um oh god <laughs> uh you can find me on twitter at uh cj Maffris, uh where i write all kinds of tsunami related articles i have some i actually got a ton of anime from paul to start reviewing so those are gonna get started uh next week as well at least with me viewing to then start writing about them can't wait to do that um you uh my interviews or the press panels from anime boston they're finally live what they're, they're live yes these are live that no joke they are up uh, right now, Jeremy Lee, Greg Ayers, uh, Robbie Damon, Michelle Ruff. Yeah, it's a, it's a, there's a bunch. There's a bunch. Brina Palencia in there, too. Um, I, again, I apologize for the audio. I did not know a camera uh, mic was not, or the camera port, the mic port was not working. I'm going to try to find ways to circumvent that for my next convention, so the audio should be better on the next trip. Also, like to promote uh, Michelle Ruff's um, skater line that her and her fiance are working on. Scuff Scuff I, haven't on I haven't been on the podcast for a while, so I haven't uh, been able to do that. I apologize, Michelle. Uh, yeah, definitely go check it out. I really like a lot of the shirts that um, they provide or at least have for that. They look really, really cool. They're inspired by some stuff from Japan. I have a Godzilla one or what should be probably inspired by Godzilla. It Eddie, looks really cool. Eddie, all I'm asking for, man, is a freaking 3X or 4X shirt, dude. I have asked for <laughs> Three X and four X. Think about next, the big dudes, man. Next, next, next time I see her, I'll, I'll, I'll throw, I'll throw that uh, info in. But yeah, I, I, no, I, definitely I go. To, I'd already talked to Eddie about this. Man. <laughs> <laughs> definitely go take a uh, check out, uh, check them out, and I will be bouncing because I have some Overwatch to play. So you can find me on Twitter. Bye. Rant. No, no, no. I'm just saying I'll, I'll be here for the goodbye. But it's just like that. Bye. That's all I needed to say. But that's all I've been doing playing Overwatch. 
Mr. Jarrell, tell them where they can find you. Oh, you can find me at your local bar. Um, no, seriously, you can find me at ukami underscore samurai seven at twitter dot com. You can Get in also... the hentai convention, dude. I wish, man. Seriously, man, I would run a little blue girl panel out of this world right along with um Bible Black, man. Damn it, CJ, <laughs> why you do this to me? <laughs> no, but seriously, you can also follow me at nasia underscore rojo out at nasia at twitter dot com. And if you want to send me any evil emails, you can do that at derailmaddox at tsunamifaithful dot com. For those where they can find you. Who, who, no, 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 no. For those dearly departed from earlier in the podcast, you can follow Caboose on Twitter at Caboose Jr. That's also his YouTube. You can follow Colt at Ambient Virus on Twitter. And you can follow that asshole Paul Pascrillo at Paul Pascrillo. Oh, I don't know he didn't. I love the way he's oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> Sketch, where what, was that thing that Dan, what, what was that thing that Dandy said about Paul? <laughs> I, can't re- I can't remember the exact statement. <laughs> eh. The question yeah. is, what has it been said about Paul? <laughs> yeah, uh, you're, you're so bad to our. There, there was a Welsh. What, what is what? There. What would you call him? Like our boss? <laughs> yes. <laughs> our overseer. Yeah, babysitter. He's not my lord. (laughs) No, I'm the babysitter. You definitely are the babysitter. Paul is the overlord. (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984, on Tumblr, Sketch1984.tumblr.com. You can ask me questions on CuriousCat.me backslash Sketch1984. If you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast, you can direct those to either of the emails sketch at tunamifaithful.com or podcast at tunamifaithful.com with that i'd like to thank you all for listening each and every week we always appreciate your listenership and with that we're punching out deuces sketch gets all the good questions on curious cat yes they do and all the bad ones too i think they stalk sketch a whole lot man